Welcome back to NurseCasts. I'm Joe Morita, Nursing Acquisitions Editor for Springer Publishing Company. Today we're talking to Dr. Keith Lafferty. Dr. Lafferty is the Emergency Medicine Director of Education and Process Improvement at Gulf Coast Medical Center, and he is also an Adjunct Assistant Professor of Emergency Medicine at Temple University. After a devastating 7.3 magnitude earthquake hit Haiti in 2010, Dr. Lafferty traveled to the country to help on the ground. And today he works to educate Haitian physicians through the nonprofit Mission of Hope Haiti. We're happy to have Dr. Lafferty join us today to discuss his work and why all nurses should consider a medical mission. This is Joe Morita at Springer Publishing, and today we're talking to Dr. Keith Lafferty. Um, Dr. Lafferty, could you tell us a little bit about your background? I am an uh, emergency physician. Um, I am the director of emergency medicine uh, at Gulf Coast Medical Center in Fort Myers, Florida. Um, I also um, uh, adjunct um, assistant professor at Temple University uh, Medical School. Um, and my background is uh, emergency medicine and a fellowship in critical care medicine. And um, that's it. Okay. So you wear many hats, it sounds like. You're very, very busy. No doubt. You're also an author for Springer Publishing. Could you tell us a little bit about your, your book? Yep. Yeah, I've been writing since, um, since residency, and then uh, I taught uh, uh, full-time, uh, I guess about half my career. And I started out writing, uh, doing research, and then uh, started writing uh, chapters for e-medicine, which is now uh, Medscape e-medicine. And then uh, Teresa Campo came to, to me um, with a, uh, a pilot she was thinking about um, writing a procedure book, and I took a look at uh, one of her pilot chapters at that time, and then we, um, you know, from there, uh, ended up, uh, she asked to do a couple chapters, I did that, next thing you know, we were co-editors, and here we go, mm-hmm. second edition. <laughs> right, it's great. And so you enjoyed that process of writing and... Yeah, I would say what, basically my, my career right now uh, is probably one-third clinical medicine, uh, one-third just uh, as acting as the director of a, a very, very busy emergency department, and then also one-third uh, writing. Okay, great. And we're here specifically to talk about your mission work in Haiti, um, and I, I believe that this stems from the earthquake that happened in Haiti in 2010. Is that right? Correct. Okay. And how long have you been, so you've traveled to Haiti before, is that right? Not since, not before 2010, and I Mm -hmm. never did any uh, mission work. I've always admired people who did this greatly. Um, But uh, long story short, uh, when the quake uh, hit Haiti, um, I received a phone call from the hospital that they were assembling a team, and they asked me to be on the team. And um, uh, first I was uh, taken back. Uh, not doing this and was, you know, scared, to be honest, because we didn't know what we were going to face, what equipment we would have and so forth. And, you know, I only heard stories about Haiti. And then uh, two days later, uh, we were in uh, Fort Pierce, uh, Florida, and there was a DC-10 mission plane that was loaded up. And they we were about to board, and they, they booted us off because they had more supplies. And they said, you know, we, we need supplies down there. And then um, a racing team private jet heard about us waiting there and sent his personal jet there and took our team down to uh, Haiti. And that was in 2010? 
Correct. Okay. It was I, it was about I think three days after the quake. I think it was three days, maybe four, when we were one of the uh, the first uh, uh, group of uh, uh, the first medical team, one of the first medical teams that uh, were there. And this, so this was an initiative at your hospital in in Florida, is that right? And that's I'm sorry, the name of the hospital Gulf is Gulf Coast Medical Center. Okay. Yeah. And you were part of how many people went with you on that initial trip? Uh, there was probably, I'm guessing, 10 total. And, um, you know, it, it was part uh, to bring us down as a medical team, but it was also part to bring supplies and so forth. But really, you know, I, um, we didn't we had no idea what would be facing. Um, and when we got there, it was uh, as desperate as you can imagine. Literally, uh, people uh, hovering over a fence. Um, you know, um, just staring at you, you know, anything you can imagine as far as being desperate. It, it was a, it was a rude and abrupt awakening. It was a, you know, it was a, a changing moment right. in all of I, our lifetimes. I, I believe Haiti's always had some problems with their infrastructure, so that only got um, worse. They, they basically don't, do not have infrastructure. Um, so, you know, the typical uh, Haitian village is uh, sticks and sheets. Uh, now, if you live in Port-au-Prince, the capital, uh, you might have uh, some stone homes, but there's basically no electricity, no water. It's it's pretty impoverished. Um, so what did you do when you went there on that first trip? So we set up shop at the mission, which had a very little clinic, um, not even a real hospital, just a very cl- a small clinic. And we were t- expecting just to get people from Port-au-Prince. It was sort of like a, a uh, I'm putting this word in quotes, a suburb of Port-au-Prince. So we kind of uh, set up a little uh, ER, OR, and got all the equipment set up. And then we realized, um, we got a call that there was a a Haitian community hospital in Port-au-Prince who had a team from University of Miami that were just burning the clock, uh, doing 24-hour shifts, and they couldn't handle what was uh, happening outside. So the mission thought it was best to take our team uh, there. So we ended up doing like uh, 24-hour shifts alternating with this team from uh, University of Miami. And um, that's when we first started treating people and we had the uh, realization of what just happened. And it was, uh, I'm getting goosebumps now. It was, it was pretty amazing to see that. So I, I'm sure you've seen a lot of things, you know, medically in your experience and, and hospital systems in the United States, but how does that compare? Could anything prepare you for what you were dealing with in, in Haiti? Yeah, I had a, a very, I had a very good, um, actually a great uh, training um, as far as my residency. I, we, we think we had the best residency program in the country, of course, in Philadelphia. Um, and, and I'm it, sorry, what, what's, what school did you go to? And it was the Medical College of Pennsylvania, which is now Drexel University. Okay. And then uh, basically that moved over to Temple University and, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and worked and taught at both. And the training received there was... Um, unbelievable and uh you know thank god um, i received that training because we saw everything there from it was basically a it was basically a trauma rotation for uh the week we were there it was just it was just you know it's everything you can think just blood and guts broken bones uh you know um, people near death um and they were running to the hospital they actually set up tents outside the hospital in sheets and they were just waiting to get in the hospital um, they were desperate they have uh, loved ones they were holding babies. They were running. It was it was um, it's an amazing sight, something to be a part of. And you you said you were working a twenty four hour shift. Mm-hmm. Like so, did would you yourself work for twenty four hours straight or? Yeah, we tried to take little naps, you know. Right. Um, but um, 
I think everyone was just so in awe because, you know, you, you, we're not used to this. You have CNN out there. You have the United Nations trucks out there, um, uh, military from the United States who took over the, uh, the airport. It was, we were being, you know, interviewed and in the backdrop of uh, families crying, uh, holding dead babies. I mean, it was, it was just something to be a part of when you, you know, um, felt in some ways after spending the, a few days there, Fortunate because you would see these families that were so desperate and they were so humble and so kind. And, um, uh, you know, I think it made the time go by very quickly. We almost felt fortunate to uh, help. How, ma- how many days were you there that, on that first trip? That was a week. That was a week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, I mean, it's hard. It's, it's a horrible atrocity that happened there. Um, horrible tragedy that happened there. Do you feel like you did something or does it feel like there's so much to do that you, you couldn't put a dent in the type of work that needs to be done? Yeah, you, you, you definitely do something there. I mean, you know, you're, you're just nonstop, uh, sewing, cutting and putting bones back and, you know, you're definitely doing things there. Um, the, probably the biggest impact, uh, personally for me was seeing the people who are there full time. And I've, I've literally, I think the only thing I thought in my head when I knew I was going to uh, be an interview today was I, I, I wanted to make sure I, I stated this, that I literally met walking saints. And uh, what, you know, what people like I do who do it intermittently um, compared to the people who donate a year, multiple years of, what, of life to, uh, to spend time there to set up an orphanage, to uh, leave everything behind, whether it's uh, mostly from the United States but other countries, and to um, get the calling, so to speak, and do this. I I felt fortunate to be walking and talking uh, with these people. Are you interested in following the latest trends in sonography-guided procedures in emergent, urgent, and ambulatory care settings? Edited by Teresa Campo and our podcast guest, Dr. Keith Lafferty, this text covers over 60 commonly used clinical procedures and includes background considerations, indications for performing the procedure, how to perform it safely and correctly, post-procedure considerations, and patient education. Learn more today at springerpub.com. It sounds like, my understanding is that you've been involved in helping Haiti since then, is that right? Yeah, we uh, we did another trip. Um, I think the the original trip was in January. I have to, I'm pretty sure of that. And then we went back in April. And the January trip was more of a like I said, just just trauma. So you know, it's pretty much a algorithm cookbook, and you're just you're really just doing things uh, mechanistically procedures. When we went back in April, we went into the villages. Uh, the mission wanted us to go um, back, and that was that was much, much more difficult for me that trip because this was now chronic illnesses, malnutrition, uh, severe anemia, uh, desperation, and seeing these people, you know, again, living in uh, sticks and sheets and not being able to help them. That was, that was uh, for me a much tougher trip, even though it was the second time and I was familiar with Haiti now. Um, so I, you know, I had a difficult time with that, that trip. And uh, since then, we've been uh, more involved in the teaching aspect in Haiti and um, back at the mission and setting up a, a hospital that's being built, an emergency department, which I'm uh, fortunate enough to be a part of now in a teaching role and um, so forth. Mm-hmm. 
So it's, I'm sorry, it's a new hospital that's being built? They added on to the clinic there, and they're uh, adding on, uh, where they're, basically it's a mini hospital, um, and they're getting many patients from Port-au-Prince now because the, uh, this is actually the largest mission in Haiti, and it's a mission of hope, Haiti. Um, and uh, they do a lot of, uh, they feed about half the population of Haiti. It's a remarkable mission, um, and they do a lot of satellite mission work. They have a clinic. Again, they're adding on to the hospital and emergency department. They have uh, a staff of full-time physicians. They take uh, medical mission teams, and they do um, community outreach. Um, basically, every day of the week, they go out to different villages. So a village might get a, each village might get two visits a month from this team, and uh, the village really uh, looks forward to this. And um, you know, there's a lot of good work being done. And if they see someone who needs something that's more of an acute illness, like uh, you know, a, a cholecystitis or a possible appendicitis, like topic pregnancy or so forth. They'll send them to now to the clinic, a new ED hospital, um, and I'll just uh, provide transportation. So, are you affiliated with Mission of Hope? Is that yeah? I am traveling? now in a, in a teaching role. So okay. we're, we're setting up uh, lectures, um, and then the big aspiration is uh, beside the lectures um, um, is uh, getting a medical library uh, there, which um, I have to thank Springer Publishing Company. Uh, very much so uh, for 166 brand new books. So the emergency department is building a library. So this will be for the physicians, nurse practitioners, physician assistants, um, occupational therapists, physical therapists there. Um, uh, who am I forgetting? Um, and also uh, visiting medical teams um, as well as the nursing staff. They'll have 166 brand new books and uh, you know they're very excited. They're building a plaque mm -hmm. for Springer and so forth. And I'm also working with uh, an ultrasound company to get a portable laptop ultrasound down there too and then they have the third part of it besides this the lectures that we're uh, setting up is also uh, getting a possibility of temple university emergency medicine residents to do a rotation to actually teach the physicians there how to do bedside sonography which is so important there because they can't afford cat scans mris they just got an x-ray machine i mean that's how uh, primitive it is but with bedside sonography, uh, especially out in the villages, you can actually pick up uh, the topic pregnancies, appendicitis, and you know aneurysms and many things. So to have the temple residents go down there and teach them and get a rotation, and also for these for these young um, uh, physicians to see uh, what's going on and mission work too, it's a win-win. So there there are native doctors from Haiti that are there, but they don't have the facilities that we have in in this country. Is that right? Absolutely, and the it's interesting because uh, the native Haitian physicians, their training, while while medicine is medicine and, and uh, physiology is physiology, it's the same everywhere. They don't have the technology that we're accustomed to. Again, MRI, CAT scanning, um, you know, CTAs, angiograms, just the things we take for granted. They don't have so teaching them sonography is a, is a big deal. Um, one is it's the, uh, the pendulum is switching, it's replacing the stethoscope, especially in emergency and critical care medicine. But for them to be a, have a part of that technology, is, it's going to help them take care of patients uh, much better. So you have an upcoming mission trip to Haiti. Could you tell us about that? Yeah, that's really um, the dates to be determined uh, right now. Hopefully it's in the next month or two. But that's really the kick off the, uh, the library um, and kind of have a little ceremony of um, uh, opening it up. Again, thanking Springer Co Publishing Company. Again, I'm, I can't help but say it, 166 brand new books. It's just going to be a game changer down there. 
Um, anyway, to get that uh, library uh, open and um, uh, kind of take the next step and as far as uh, um, the educational uh, series of lectures, uh, probably looking at something like quarterly to have that happen. And, uh, uh, you know, they'll start um, uh, finding out more about uh, getting the residents down there to really help out with uh, bedside sonography because these physicians don't have time to go and take classes. And it's, it's, so the only time they really can be taught a new technology is while they're working. So you train on the job. Train on the job, yeah. Yeah. Um, has how, how do you think this experience has changed changed you as a doctor and as a person? That's a good question. Um, definitely, um, I have less tolerance now when people complain. <laughs> um, to be honest, um, it's made me uh, much more humble. Um, and also, again, going back to um, walking with some of these um, these people who work there full time has been. Um, um, I felt so small as a human being, to be honest. Um, I'll tell you one quick story. On our first trip, and I'll make this uh, quick. On our first trip, the last night we were all finished, and I was just sitting with uh, Bob Turner, who's a, a very gifted anesthesiologist. And this uh, one lady, and I forgot her name, but she she said, will you go look at this little boy? Um, he was staying at one of the uh, little cottages on our mission, but they, she found him on the street after the earthquake. And we said, sure. And she goes, I, I think he um, hurt his hip. So anyway, we go into the room, we see this little boy, he's probably five years old, and as soon as we look at him, uh, we can tell he has a, a closed femur fracture, and he was losing a lot of blood in his thigh. <clears throat> so... He, you know, first things first, he needed um, uh, some analgesics or some pain medicine. So we ran back. We got a, I, pr I forget which narcotic it was, maybe a Percocet, I don't know. But anyway, we watched this lady uh, crush it up, put it in a banana, and, and literally feed it to this little boy. And we, we, you know, again, to make a long story short, we got him set up for the OR the next day, and he did fine. Um, he lost his uh, parents. And we're walking back, talking to this lady, and it turns out that she used to be uh, some, I don't know if she was a model or sold makeup or something in Florida, and then she got a calling uh, from God, uh, according to this nice, nice lady, and she sold everything she owned in the United States, moved to Haiti, which is a little bit of money, with no real plan, and since then now has her own mission. She takes care of 50 orphans uh, uh, in uh, Haiti, and as she was talking and we're walking, Bob Turner and myself realized that we, we are literally walking with a, a saint. And uh, it's been that kind of effect uh, for, uh, for myself and I know for Bob Turner and the others who went, uh, just to look at life a little differently. Right. So you see, I mean, it's a horrible tragedy, as we said, but it's also you see some really amazing people in this, in this environment. Amazing people. I mean, just very inspirational, amazing people. And, uh, you know, it, it just uh, makes you want to uh, mimic them even in the smallest of ways. Right. So Springer, as you know, we have um, we have a medical list. We also have a um, extensive nursing list um, and some other health professions. What do you tell, you know, pe uh, healthcare people in the United States about working with missions, going to places like Haiti and other countries where there's a real medical need? 
You know, I'm, I'm definitely a proponent of it. I, I really think it starts when they're um, younger. Um, one of the things uh, we were fortunate enough to see there, that they were um, uh, literally busing in high school students from the United States, and I would, they were working on building cottages at the mission. And this was uh, uh, the second trip after the earthquake. And I was thinking, what a great experience for a high school kid to see how lucky we are um, uh, you know, in our uh, living conditions uh, compared to uh, Haitians and other uh, third world countries. And these were kids that were just building all day, smiling, um, you know, it was contagious. Um, so if you know, it's easy to extrapolate that into the medical field and my colleagues. And I, I think it all, I think it's all contagious just as, um, you know, walking next to that, uh, uh, the saint, so to speak, I think when people hear, you know, you're doing this and they, it makes, it inspires them a little bit. So it's, um, you know, I think it's a win-win situation, you know, mm -hmm. recommend it highly. And what could, if there's a nurse or a doctor out there who's listening, how can they get involved? What can they do? It's easy. There's many. I think there's 51 missions in Haiti. A mission of hope is the uh, the largest one. Um, you just you just uh, go on a website, a mission of hope dot org, and um, uh, make a phone call. There's phone numbers. Send an email, or contact myself. It's uh, it will be a, a life changing experience, no doubt. We'd like to thank Dr. Keith Lafferty for joining us on this episode of NurseCasts. As always, let us know how you feel about the podcast by leaving a comment or review on our podcast page at iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or SoundCloud.